0: Okay, hello. Welcome to episode 329 of Sack King's Therapy. Uh, We are coming to you today, uh, September 25th. Some stuff is happening. Uh, It is, you know, the season is coming soon. So stuff is kind of ramping up and we'll get into the NBA news. We'll dive into some uh, football talk. We'll dive into some uh, WWE talk as well. So a little bit of a mixture. Uh, which is what we have to do during the summer. So, all right, with me to go through some, well, just just basically talk about stuff. It's fall. Hello. All right. So um, it was somewhat of an eventful weekend. Like some, a lot, lot of news just kind of leak, more news like leaking out as, you know, as uh, what's it, what is it? Media day uh, is approaching. And you just get these little tidbits of stuff that may be brewing and while, and while it's getting closer to, you know, training camp and media day, so this stuff starts to really start to kind of leak. And that's when you know it's the start of the NBA season.
1: Yeah, I mean, how many more months? Because it's, I don't know, just for some I mean, reason. Actually, feels... you mentioned
0: that. It's exactly one month from now that wow. like, the Kings open. Well, they, hmm. they face the... Well, they faced, what was their face? Uh, the Jazz on the road, and then they faced the Warriors on October
1: 25th. Yeah, that's right. It
0: October 27th, sorry. it's
1: 27. Oh, It just feels like, you know, this uh, off season felt a lot longer than usual, <laughs> just because, you know, the exciting uh, season before and now excited to see what the Kings uh, are going to be providing us for next season.
0: And also, like, there's been stalling, like in terms of big trades. Now, of course, last year you you had Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert netting the Jazz ten thousand draft picks, and this year you don't really get that. You got we got the Bradley Beal thing, but it was for two, it was for a bunch of second round picks, which that was insulting. And then, of course, you have the Damian Littler trade and the um the James Harden trade requests, and that has kind of died down, although it's ramping up now. So like, it's just been, we're waiting for a shoe to drop and it's just like, it might happen soon actually, but you know, there just hasn't been that that much movement or news in that uh, direction.
1: Well, we still have a month to go and, you know, many more, you know, weeks before the deadline actually, you know, cuts off. So if anything happens, we'll get right back into it, I guess. Well, the thing
0: is with a training camp coming up, like, do you want Dave around? Do you want James Harden around? Although I I would actually want James Harden around for the 76ers because that is going to be a lot of chaos and comedy if you're not a 76er fan. (laughs) Dame, however, probably will be a good soldier for the most part. But like, you know, like there's going to be a a certain level of uncomfortability uh, going on behind the scenes for sure. Yeah,
1: I guess we shall see.
0: All right. Well, uh, let's finally get into some of our topics that we have today listed. Uh, so this was interesting. So Buddy Hield, now he didn't request a trade, but him and the, and the Indiana Pacers are working on a trade, uh, from Indiana as, uh, extension talks have, uh, sputtered because basically they couldn't really agree on a number. And I believe they couldn't agree on the amount of years either. I, I believe like it was like last week when I read this report, but, but he basically Buddy doesn't feel appreciated. Therefore, he is looking for a trade away from Indiana. Uh, my question to you is: of is of course, what are your thoughts, and where do you think he ends up?
1: Yeah, I mean, he's getting paid how much now? What twenty? Around eighteen. Eighteen. That's a lot, and if he's expecting an extension. I mean, how much more are you going to ask, <laughs> to be honest, for uh, a player like Buddy? Not going to lie. Uh,
0: look, I I think, you, you know, Kings fans are unfairly critical of him. I actually think he's around that number, if not like around the 20 million number. Because guess what? Granted, it's actually considered a bad contract, but look at what Duncan Robinson got. Look at what like mm-hmm. Joe Harris got. And look at what Cam Johnson has got that's about the going price for shooters like around 20 million is fine like 80 million over four is actually decently fair price even though we all agree they do one thing but it is a very important thing and that is shoot the three ball
1: now in terms of extensions like we're not talking about one or two million extra a year i feel like he's wanting more which I want to say in the ballpark of 25 million a year, maybe, which in my opinion, kind of still is way too much <laughs> for a guy like him.
0: Yeah, when you're talking about that much, yeah, that's a bit steep. And I'm yeah, like even with the cap going up, like 25 million for Buddy probably is a little too much. But if you like an extend him around 20 million for like say two or three years, that's actually pretty that's actually a really good deal. And if you're like say, well, he doesn't play defense, doesn't do all that. For better or for worse, buddies at Olympics have always been very positive. And apparently, um, if you listen to uh, Nate Duncan and K- Kayla Clark talk about it, whenever Tyrese is on the floor without Buddy, the team is actually really bad. Hmm. Yeah. So he's a, he's an interesting case.
1: Yeah, that's interesting, but yeah, I I just can't see them extending by a marginal amount just to keep him around for a little while longer I don't I don't know that's just me probably but um in terms of teams around I mean looking for buddy that's another tough thing like you're gonna have to give some sort of capital for him uh since you know contract wise I guess you could say
0: so like give, give me give me three teams just just off the top of your head
1: I, I wanted to say Miami but that's not working
0: no, you could uh, swap him from Duncan Robinson.
1: Eh, maybe, uh, Lakers is probably out of question at this point. <laughs> after all these years, to be honest, eh, um, eh, yeah. <laughs> uh, somehow uh, no, that's not going to happen. Somehow swap James Harden in, buddy.
0: That's... No, no, you would need to give up something else at in yeah. Indiana. That actually would be a pretty decent destination. I, I actually don't hate
1: that. Eh, would Milwaukee work? I I can't see Milwaukee, to be honest. I don't know what they him would and, give up.
0: Him and Grayson Allen swaps, possibly. Um, that would be interesting, yeah. I, I think feel... you would have to put in a Pat Connaughton in that deal as well. And that is where it gets a bit tricky.
1: Yeah. At that point, I mean, those are pretty much the only teams I could think of unless Dallas has something. To give <laughs> give up, I don't know. <laughs> they, I don't know.
0: What do they? Who do they have around? I mean, if they had Christian Wood, they would act. I think they would do it. They still have Christian Wood, but they don't have Christian Wood anymore. So no. So, so yeah, yeah it's, those are actually really good teams.
1: Yeah, it's it's tough. If it does happen, I, I mean, I'm happy for Buddy to, <laughs> to uh, I guess find another team that would take him, but as of right now yeah it's i would say just stick it out with indiana and just try to prove yourself for you know next season and maybe get an extension from there on out
0: look this would actually hurt my hurt me to say a little bit i do hope indiana makes the playoffs because i do want buddy to like experience the playoffs i, I want know. to see if he's actually good there like he comes off as a guy to me who's who would struggle a lot in the playoffs and I just want to see it like how how he functions on a good team because look I have an affinity for like Kings players who were who were like big parts during that era of like you know where we are making the playoffs like you know like to, you know you got to admit the Kings kind of like wasted a lot of years from from a lot of players and you just wish good things would happen you know down the line for them to kind of make up for it and I would like to see Buddy make the playoffs and Tyrese of
1: course Oh yeah that's for sure
0: so yeah, we'll see what happens. It is it is really funny. Like, I mean, some people made the joke, like, yeah, the kings could use another shooter.
1: Mm. Eh? Eh? <laughs> Not for whatever assets we're gonna give up for him.
0: No. All right. So um, I guess moving on to I guess King's news. It's more, it's more football-related talk, but uh Keegan Murray and uh Kevin Herter were at the Niners game against the uh, against the Giants. Of course, the Niners won. And it came out that uh, Kenyon Martin is actually a very big uh, 49ers fan. However, Keegan is a Dolphins fan, although great week week for the Dolphins. And Herter is a New York Giants fan. I actually have written here.
1: Yeah, it's very interesting. And uh, whatchamacallit, George Kittle met with Keegan in the pregame of uh, Thursday night football. So that's pretty cool to hear because, you know, George Kittle, huge WWE fan.
0: It is always so funny, like, seeing NBA NBA players next to regular people because, boy, Keegan was so goddamn tall in that picture. Like, we're just towered over everyone. You, you're, Even though, like, he does look big, like, on the NBA court, like, until they stand next to just regular people, you, you just don't understand how tall NBA players are. Oh, yeah,
1: that's for sure.
0: And uh, the last quick piece of Kings news – uh, the Hoop Collective did a uh, boom or bust um, episode on on their well on their sh- on their podcast, and they called the Kings a bust team. Uh, Tim Bontep's, of course, leading the charge for the Kings hate, and basically said like the Kings just aren't going to be that healthy. You know, they didn't do anything big. Although I think Brian Windhorst was what the one that actually brought that up. And basically, they're like saying, well, the Kings won't be this clut- won't be as clutch this year, so you just never know. They won't be as healthy, they won't be as clutch, and they didn't do anything big over the summer. Uh, your retort.
1: Yeah, well, I guess we're going to have to prove to the world that we are a competent team that can, you know, make it to the playoffs. We're not the t- same team for the past, what? was it 17? 16 16. 16, 16 years, sorry. Um, so I guess we're gonna have to prove to the world again, unless this is just more um spewed to, you know, generate more uh, views and clicks for you know the hate for our franchise, I guess.
0: Look, I, I look, I won't go, I guess, point by point by everything they said, but I will talk about the three points. So the kings won't be as healthy you know, like the Kings were hurt. Like they were hurt. Now, granted, they were able to play through a lot of injuries and they just, but like the, the reality of the the, the situation is they simply played through a lot of stuff and they practiced a lot. So they were always ready and they, t- they toughed it out. Like Sabonis had a, had a thumb surgery or needed thumb surgery and just decided to bypass it. he still hasn't had surgery, by the way. Mm. Like, he he just played through it because he he understood the assignment. Like the Kings need to break this playoff drought, and you know that that kind of spread to the rest of the team, which in which like everyone basically did not basically did not take take games off. And here's the other kind of thing, the key that also kind of hid a lot of like the depth that the Kings had. I will always kind of defend Terrence Davis on the court this way. I thought he was a very much like serviceable. Uh, backup to herder and like had if herder had missed a lot of games like you know M- Terrence Davis would have slotted him right there you know and the, the one the one of the games where or the two games that uh, Sabonis missed or I think three the, the backup centers were actually fine in a starting role for the most part like Rashad had that great game against the Lakers and against the Nuggets, like I thought he did pretty well, and Alex Len did pretty well as well. And then of course, like if De'Aaron gets injured, it now is not the same. But like Davion is right there to kind of step in and be able to fill that role. They had actually pretty good depth, and they only added to that depth this season with Chris Duarte, Sasha Vizinkov. Uh, you want to guess how many times they mentioned Sasha Vizinkov? By the way, <laughs> probably twenty. No, zero.
1: <laughs> zero? Oh, wow. Well,
0: granted, I only listened to that segment. I listened to I didn't listen to the whole podcast. But that, that brings me to my second point. The Kings didn't do anything big. They Okay, yeah, they didn't make a lot of moves. They didn't splurge on a big free agent. Because remember, the Kings had, I think, $34 million in cap space. And they basically used that space to uh, sign Trey Lyles, sign Harrison Barnes, extend some bonus, and sign Sasha. Now, of course, no big free agents in, in, in that in that uh list of names, but they added depth in, in, Sa- in Sasha. They added Chris Duarte, you know, another depth piece. But like, and then of course they they secured the future with Sabonis and re-signed Trey Lyles and uh Harrison Barnes. Not, none of those are sexy moves, but they're they're maintained, they're maintenance moves, and they managed to add more guys that will that fit in well with the team. And will probably be able to contribute very well to this team. So, yes, they didn't sign a Kyle Kuzma, they didn't sign a Jeremy Grant, they didn't splurge on uh free agents, like say the Houston Rockets did. That's fine, but their team is actually better than last year, like on paper, on paper anyway. And just because like they didn't they didn't like spend all their money on a big free free agent doesn't mean that they had a bad offseason and and you no know, didn't use their cap space well. It's a really lazy, it's a really lazy analysis, in my opinion. And it just, it just kind of shows you like, you know, big, big companies, big national guys, they don't have the, they don't really pay attention to the Kings and really dig into the details. They're, they're just looking at mostly free, like big names, like say again, a Kyle Kuzma, a Jeremy Grant, Chris Middleton type, type names. And like I, I respect these guys. I actually really like uh, Tim McMahon. I like I like Tim Bontemps. I really like Brian Windhorst, by the way. But like you know, it they they just don't have the amount. They just don't put in the time to you know study a team like the Kings, who just more or less just kind of laid low and kind of just played it safe, you could say. But they did add to like their team, and this team should be projected to be better.
1: Oh yeah, pretty much. I mean. For whichever moves that the Kings have made, quote unquote, it's more moves that prolong our future in terms of maintaining this squad and more of whatchamacallit, being able to be more kind of like a consistent team, I guess you could say. Like a big move like any other uh you know, major team would have made would probably only last what? Not too long, I would say.
0: A season or two, yeah.
1: <laughs> pretty much. Like, we're here for a long time and not really for a short time. That's pretty much all I can say.
0: And, you know, again, like, if the big if the big thing that the national media wanted us to do was, like, say, sign Kyle Kuzma, like, look, the more I hear about that guy, the less I want anything to do with him. The dude is just a bit of an idiot um, and, like, is clearly out there for fame it seems more than he should be and like you know on the court I don't think he's that much of an upgrade over Harrison Barnes like you know he's a guy that you know is very inefficient he's a better defender and he adds a lot of size that the Kings would actually need but like the offensive stuff I'm not a big fan of and the the rumor also is he does not want to go back to a three and D role which is what which is the role he should be playing and not the star role that he has in Washington. Good luck in Washington, Kuzma. But you know, maybe that fit wasn't there. Jeremy Grant, you could have talked me into. But holy shit, is that a lot of money for a player that I'm not sure is gonna take the Kings over the top? He, he, he there is a chance he will. He might, but I don't know. That's a lot of money. And then like the other options, I don't know. If Chris Middleton was ever truly an option. So you know, it's okay. They, they, they might, they may or may not have struck out. But like. They didn't just spend a bunch of money on a guy that more or less, did, you know, wouldn't have made a difference. Like, like, look, the best thing I could ever say is that they didn't make the Rudy Gobert trade. <laughs> they, You know, like the Timberwolves found some success and they decided to go all in to fill a spot that they thought would take them to the next level. And they stayed exactly where they were, if not worse.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure Monty knows what he's doing. And when the right move comes, he'll make that (laughs) right move with the right price, of course, because I mean, we've been talking about, you know, all the moves that we may uh, take uh, with the Raptors. But, you know, if it's not for the right price, then why do it? And Monty is very
0: good at determining price and sticking by it. Like, for example, the Ben Simmons saga. Remember how much we were pushing? Well, at least I was. I don't remember who you were like pushing for a Ben Simmons trade. Put in three, put in three draft picks, but don't touch and don't touch Tyrese. Like he, you know, Monty, Monty and Daryl Morey were negotiating, and they pulled out like towards the end because Daryl Morey's price was just a little ridiculous. So like he he knows the price, and seeing the, how like the Kings did not get OG this summer, he's not he it. It, I'm reading that as Monty not wanting to go overboard with overvaluing, you know, OG Ananobi, who's you know could be a difference maker, but ultimately is not a guy probably worth three draft picks for, if if not more. Like so, I like I like I like, uh, I like Monty's uh, patience in these situations, and yeah, uh, until the right until the right player comes along with uh, with the right price he's not going to make a, a rash decision and i and we can all appreciate that
1: mm-hmm. oh yeah
0: all right let's move on to some football talk it was an eventful weekend for football so of course the 49ers beat the giants it, it was easy work right
1: uh pretty much um seemed like the giants didn't really could get really anything going really in my opinion in terms of uh offense um but you know i mean it's another game that i kind of didn't expect to be uh a total uh whatchamacallit I, I just expected yeah i just expected a cakewalk to be honest still but he wouldn't admit it
0: last week He's talking strong now but i hey i made the prediction that they were going to dog walk they're going to dog walk the giants and you were like eh. Let's not jinx it yeah. Cowardly behavior.
1: Cowardly. <laughs> hey, I'm going to stay humble because you never know. In turn, When it comes to football, it, you just, you know, I mean. But when it comes
0: could... to the 49ers, though.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when it comes to these games, it mostly comes down to injuries, I feel, for the Niners. Like, I think we're totally fine in both sides of offense and defense. When it comes to injuries, I don't want that happening, and especially uh, with uh, what kind of role we're on.
0: Uh, okay, well, the other well, there are many big other big storylines. We'll start with this one: Dolphins murder the Broncos was a seventy to I think eighteen or something like that. I forgot what the exact score was, but one team scores seventy fucking points in an NFL game. So I try to look well. Like people were like trying to say what. Like what is the NBA comparison to this? Some people brought up like you know the the Kings blowing out the Nets. Some people we brought up the Clippers for some Clippers versus Kings for some reason it was not a close game, so it doesn't apply. But the game I can think of, I didn't watch this game by the way, but like it, it's basically I remember the Hornets versus the Nuggets like in 2009 playoffs where I th- believe the score was like 100 and something to 59 denver winning that's kind of what i'm thinking this game is so how would you describe it
1: well <laughs> i would say it was a it was a mess for the broncos Um not gonna lie i don't know what's gonna happen after this because i don't who was the coach i, I forgot the coach's name i don't think he's sean Payne. i don't i don't know if he should be coaching to be honest uh but I feel like, um, yeah, the offense wasn't really going well for them. Um, in terms of, uh, you know, the Dolphins <laughs> offense is just, I mean, Mike McDaniels, he used to be a former offensive uh, what you call it, coordinator for the 49ers, um, and he is doing wonders for the Dolphins at this point. And it's crazy to think that any team can go over, 40 or 50 in a game not gonna <laughs> not gonna lie and for a team to go 70 and to be honest almost breaking the nfl record in one team scoring the most points is uh just buy off one possession is pretty crazy to me
0: like the broncos you should have just gone for the record apparently at the end of the game this they decided so some sportsmanship to the bronc or to the broncos uh, or the Dolphins try to show some uh, mercy, essentially mercy to the Broncos. Come on, just go for the fucking record. Like you don't get them too many chances to beat a sor- this sore sorry ass of a uh, uh, of a team. So yeah, that, that's all I have to say. I don't know enough about football to really say anything. Uh, I did read this really funny tweet. So remind me, how many draft picks did they trade for Russell Wilson?
1: Russell Wilson, I was, I want to say four or five, something like that.
0: So, so someone made the joke of, like, how do you spend four first-round picks and however many second-round picks for that one position and it's somehow still a weakness on your team?
1: Uh, I don't know. I mean, I Russell is right now kind of average in terms of quarterbacks. I wouldn't say I would take him, but, I mean, for that amount of price that um, – the Broncos pay to the Seahawks for him. I mean, it's. I don't want to say it's like a Rudy Gobert uh, trade. I
0: was gonna ask which one's worse.
1: It's it's tough. I feel like the Broncos can savage it. That's my opinion. When it comes to the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's a lot tougher to salvage. In my, uh. I,
0: I like as much as I hated that trade, and as bad as that trade has looked this year, I think it's actually salvageable. I think, but uh, go on.
1: Uh, wait, and which is more salvageable, the Broncos or the Timberwolves?
0: I, I, I speak of the Timberwolves. I don't know enough about football to say. Uh, so I think, I think the the Wolf situation is salvageable, as bad as it has looked.
1: Yeah, for the Broncos, I give it another year to be honest, this season and another season to see how, um, you know, it goes around. But uh, like I said, I, I think it's still salvageable for the Broncos in terms of, you know, they could always add more assets, uh, make some moves in the offseason, this and that. Um, but in terms of Timberwolves, I mean, that's a whole nother spiel, uh, in my opinion, of uh, whatchamacallit, things that, could go differently, I guess I could say
0: and unbelievable as it is, it has somehow gotten worse because Rudy Gobert was pretty awful in FIBA. And in a game where the game is actually very much favored towards centers who just stand in the paint. And he somehow struggled. Yeah. And it's somehow I'm, getting worse by the day.
1: I'm gonna give the benefit of the doubt in terms of uh FIBA. When it comes to the regular season of the NBA, we'll see for sure how the Timberwolves fare off because, I mean, you're, you got rid of lost, uh, assets just uh, for this one guy. So it better you know, work out this season or else, you know, it, yeah, it's just going to look terrible <laughs> at the end of the day.
0: I, I Look, I, I'm not trying to hate on Wolves fans. Look, we 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 and Wolves fans are one of the same. Like, we miserable ass franchises with miserable ass uh, with a miserable ass history. The the apps the love that Ant Man gets is pretty ridiculous to a certain degree. Don't get me wrong, I love Ant Man too, but people talk about him like he's legit the second coming of of like Jesus Christ and Michael Jordan combined. Like he can do no wrong. Like, don't get me wrong. He's good, but he's not that yet anyway. And I don't think he will be that, that. Like, that's a high, that's a high bar. But it seems like, you know, everyone just says Ant-Man's so good. Ant-Man's so good. Well, what team is he on? Who's on that team? Oh, yeah. Rudy Gobert. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, uh, a guy who, you know, is not a winner, a car in towns. Like, it's a lot of shit. <laughs> like, seriously. And people just talk about that. People just talk like how Ant-Man's going to rise above all that. I, I don't know. Like they have done their damnedest to hold him back.
1: I don't know. Like, in my opinion, if I were to be a Wolves fan, I think Ant-Man would be one of the most exciting things that happened in this organization since
0: KG. Yeah.
1: Pretty, pretty much. Like he's exactly. Le- he's legit. <laughs> he's legit the
0: best thing since KG. Or if you want to say like Jimmy Butler, but like Jimmy Butler torpedoed that 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 tenure. But like yeah, he's legit, like there have been two people that have been able to raise the raise the wolves out of poverty. It's it's KG and and Ant-Man.
1: I mean, pretty much, yeah, like home. Well, I guess would you is it called homegrown or is it more like draft grown? <laughs>
0: now, I guess yeah, you could say homegrown, yeah.
1: Yeah, pretty much drafted him, stayed with the organization for now, you know, until you know KG's departure and We'll see about Ant-Man's future, but I mean, yeah, pretty much. I mean, the only real um, hopeful, uh, you know, I guess hope uh, in the Minnesota's uh, organization because, you know, cats kind of definitely went down the drain at that point in terms of, uh, you know, Minnesota drafting uh, homegrown talent.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, anyways, yeah, Dolphins murder the Broncos. The Broncos look lost. They gave up in that game. Not pretty. However, somehow even worse. It, now this is debatable, honestly, but the, the Raiders game. So did, did you watch that game?
1: Kind of. I yeah. I mean, it, it it's, you know, <laughs> Jimmy G. What do you expect?
0: so Uh, that wasn't the worst part it was so the last section if you can if you can you know explain it to me they're down three i no down eight with three minutes to go and something about being on fourth down and they go for the field goal instead of trying for the touchdown and basically the game was lost there because josh mcdaniels made that awful choice can you explain that to me
1: actually you don't recall that play to be honest um because I didn't watch the high whites for that game, nor did I watch the full game for that game. So, I mean, if the time's winding down and you're not, you know, far enough from the, whatchamacallit, uh, for getting a touchdown, then you just got to get the field going. I hope that uh, overtime is in your favor.
0: Well, either way, I-, I wish someone would actually explain that situation to me. They, they went over it on ESPN 1320 and the idea is that basically you could have at least tried for the touchdown and you know worst case scenario you end up going to overtime but Josh McDaniels instead uh decided to to go for the field goal which basically ended their chances of tying the game
1: oh I shoot I I see what you mean uh
0: so that that's how I'm kind of reading it and Apparently, like, the Raiders owners are just cheap bastards, and they will not fire Josh McDaniels, you know, because they're they're just tired of paying so many coaches. So, uh, yeah, they're kind of in a weird, like, King situation a few years ago with Luke Walton. Now, granted, I will defend Luke Walton as much as I can, but I can understand the pain uh, of Raiders fans right now. And, you know, they had a promising start in week one, but it's kind of falling apart already.
1: Oh yeah. Sorry, I kind of misinterpreted your question to be honest. But I mean, yeah, writers are not in a good place. I mean, Josh God. <laughs> they they could have found a better coach, but I mean it's kind of too late. Not I wouldn't say too late, but it's it's already the start of season. You just gotta write it out till the end of the season and you'll probably see the firing from there. But I mean, even um Devontae Adams is not happy (laughs) with uh, what's going around this organization. And I think requesting a trade from, um, you know, the Raiders.
0: I mean, it's tough. It's tough in Las Vegas right now. Like, it's just, you know, they, they, I mean, they have some talent, but like, they're stuck in a bit of a pattern right now, like where they're kind of tanking, but not really. And then like, they spent all this money on Jimmy G who's, you know, being Jimmy G for better, for worse. And yeah, they're just kind of stuck in this holding pattern where like, you know, you you almost, you're almost hoping they do something because they sign Jimmy G to that Jimmy G to that money. But at the same time, like, you know, the guy heading that ship is an idiot, basically. Like you're, you're just not going anywhere with that.
1: Yeah. I mean, they, in my opinion, they're not really utilizing Josh Jacobs that much and, I mean, their online line could be kind of better, but I mean, it is what it is. Uh, I really don't know what they're going to have to do to, you know, get back into the spotlight because it just, yeah, it's like a, it's another deja vu moment, whether or not it's like Jimmy G uh, fronting the team or, you know, Derek Carr.
0: Oh boy. Yeah. They tried, they tried, they tried to blame it all on Derek Carr. Yeah, didn't work. It, yeah. it, it turns out he wasn't the problem. But okay. Well, let's, uh, let's move on to the next one. Um, just Cowboys lose. That is all. <laughs> like, is it seems like the world rejoiced, uh, as the Cowboys take an L against the Cardinals. And I was actually watching it. Uh, I was at the T store. I was, I was actually trying to get a new iPhone and the game happened to be on and I, I saw them. I saw just like the final interception. I think like right at, the, like right at the finish line, or yeah, right at the touchdown line. I think. And was it that game? I don't even remember. It might have been another game, but either way, uh, yeah, Cowboys lose to the Cardinals. Yeah, uh, that 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 is all basically.
1: Yeah, I mean pretty much. I mean that Prescott, I'm not gonna lie, I ah, uh, I don't. I mean, he's people, still people were calling
0: for Trey Lance. I'll just say that. On I
1: way. I don't know about that either because Trey Lance needs to get back in form. It's it's not going to be a, like he's going to take over and you know win the game for the Cowboys at that point. It's more like you, you got to give him some reps in as as well. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's like you got all this um, what you call it. Uh, offensive power, yet can't really do much with it. And on terms of defense, I mean, it's pretty much... I mean, the defense has been wonders the previous two weeks. It's just that for this week, they lo- did lose Diggs in their defensive lineup, which is huge. And I don't know if it's uh, losing Diggs would make that big of a detriment to your defense, but I, I don't want to say did to be honest
0: well yeah it like they, they look good but when you lose you know a big piece like that it, it it's gonna it's gonna hamper things a little bit but you know it, it it does you know calm down uh Cowboys fans and yeah again like James Ham, like and I think um Kyle Mattson also agreed they're the worst fan base in all of sports I've heard so mm. yeah I guess it's just a good day to just be anyone except for a Cowboys fan even Stephen A. was joining in on this. And, like, Skip Bill is not even on the show anymore. He's still making fun of the Cowboys.
1: Oh, yeah. And all I can say is it's only week three. There's many weeks to go <laughs> in the NFL season. So just got to wait until and just ride it out till you know, towards the midseason to late season to, you know, fully understand where, uh, you know, each and every one of these teams were going to be going or not.
0: Yeah, no need to overreact just yet, guys, uh, unless you're a unless you're a Broncos fan. It does not look pretty for you, but you know, don't 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 jump off the bridge just yet. It is still early. There is still time. And uh yeah, like I mean even even uh James Ham and Kyle Matson, they literally create a segment called Monday Overreactions.
1: <laughs> oh, boy.
0: Okay, in spite of those big those three big stories and of course the 49ers winning, the headline that dominated the entire weekend was that Taylor Swift may be dating They never Maybe.
1: confirmed
0: it. Yeah, they. Uh, so basically, Taylor Swift was at a game and she was very happy with, you know uh, I think it was I think it was Kelsey that scored a touchdown. She was chest bumping. She was apparently pounding on the glass too at, at certain points. So yeah, very. I mean, honestly, a an eventful uh, game where the uh, Kansas City, the Chiefs just beat the shit out of uh, what, what, the other t- what was the other team? I already forgot.
1: Uh, the Bears.
0: The Bears. And, uh, yeah, like coming out of the weekend, that was the big thing. So, uh, yeah. So what do you think, I guess, of this? Are they dating? And do you see something or do you smell something cooking in the back? I guess
1: uh I don't know. I'd be happy to uh see them dating but at the same time I can't really tell if it's a kind of like PR stunt to be honest that's what like, a lot of people are saying then, then again like, what's what's the point of this PR stunt, <laughs> really in terms of both their careers uh longev like I guess yeah longevity I don't I don't even know
0: well think about it this way. You know, there's a lot of Swifties out there. They ain't never, they probably have never heard of Patrick Mahomes before this. They will have Travis Kelsey after this.
1: I'm pretty sure quite a few people know who Travis Kelsey is. Not, not gonna lie. <laughs>
0: but, but here's the thing: football is very popular. But like, let you know, Taylor Swift, a lot of, a lot of female fans for the most part, like females, you know, on, you know, I guess regularly don't watch football i'm just gonna i'm just gonna make i'm just gonna make that assumption and now they know who travis kelsey is because he may be dating uh taylor swift maybe
1: i don't know i feel like i I mean this is internet of course i feel like a lot of females know who travis kelsey is because he is a a quite handsome man Uh, have you ever seen what he looks like
0: i don't know he's not my type but (laughs)
1: <laughs> you know. i mean i'm gonna send you a picture you...
0: <laughs> no i know i know what it looks like again not, not my type for the most part but like you know the, the, i'll just say this whatever whatever you think the internet uh whatever you think the internet community community is you, you don't know this immensity of the swifty fan base <laughs> and i guarantee you i I can probably guarantee you pretty confidently that not a lot of them know who travis kelsey is maybe we we'll, won't we'll agree on that but yeah, I think I think this is a lot of a PR stunt. But here, here's, I guess, my real question: How long? I guess over under, and how long it's going to take for a Travis Kelsey diss track from uh, Taylor Swift?
1: Mm, I would say probably the end of the season, uh, the NFL season, maybe towards uh, around the Super Bowl.
0: Maybe I was going to say around like the end. I was going to say the end of, or like the end of this year. So yeah, we're pretty close there.
1: Yeah, pretty close. Uh, so, yeah, that's what I would say. But then again, I don't know the extent to their relationship, to be honest. <laughs> uh, because I guess this is, I guess, fairly fresh to be uh And not much of it has been covered of, you know, what they're doing. Because I'm pretty sure um, Taylor Swift is doing a tour. And, you know, Travis Kelsey has to, you know, go everywhere for football. So...
0: Look, if, if people can make long distance relationship work, and if this love is as strong as it looks, even though like they literally have not done anything <laughs> together. This is just so ridiculous yeah. in terms of the scale. <laughs> but, you know, like, you know, some people can make long distance relationships work. So why not Taylor uh, and uh, Travis? huh? Yeah, eh? Eh?
1: Eh? Eh, We'll see. You never know.
0: Well Travis Kelsey, congratulations on being the most famous man on earth uh, for about you know 24 hours and probably still going because again the Taylor Swift like empire is vast so yeah so that was the biggest news coming out of football uh, out of like football sunday it's just crazy amount of like traction uh, with this Taylor Swift stuff all right um the last piece of uh of football news usher will be the super bowl performer uh this year Uh, pretty awesome uh, i thought um so what is your favorite usher song that you would love to see him perform
1: Mm, so he's gonna perform at halftime i'm assuming
0: oh no he's gonna perform like you know before the show or some shit i i don't know (laughs) like it's probably the halftime show i'm pretty sure
1: geez i haven't listened to usher in a while um I guess DJ Ghana is falling in love. Um, that's, a ooh, good one. that's
0: a good my one. My
1: boo. And
0: go go ahead, keep going. Sorry. I
1: don't know. I'm just looking through Down to West. Oh gosh, no, yeah. That, that's
0: that's cheating. Oh, look, the, <laughs> I mean... the one the one song he's got it before You gotta do Confessions, man. You gotta do Confessions uh... Part Two. You gotta do that song. That that's just my jam. And uh yeah, I can't, I can't wait for it. Like. Every Super Bowl, all the Super Bowl performances that I've seen, like the what's it called, the one in L.A. with Dr. Dre and basically that entire crew, like Rihanna was actually really good, I thought. And yeah, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, get get your get your uh, well, let's just say keep an eye on your woman <laughs> during this during this show, because man, Usher, he gets them ladies. I'll just say that, just everything he does.
1: Yeah. It's actually been a while since I have seen any uh, performances from him actually, or is there any new songs from him as of recently?
0: I'm not sure. I don't think so, but he was like doing, there was a thing like earlier, like this year where like he was, it was like earlier in the summer where he was in Vegas, he was performing and he had these women just come up to the stage and he just starts, you know, dance, like singing in front of them. And you can see like these women just lose their minds because it's usher he's a very sexy man who can sing very well and can dance it's it's a dream
1: <laughs> oh yeah so
0: yeah usher will be performing at super bowl uh i'm pretty sure at halftime i don't know if they have a pre-show or an after show but yeah he will be performing so that, i thought that was really cool. Mm. all right uh let's end it on this uh so let's end on some wrestling news uh over the past uh friday night smackdown i forgot where it was that but LA Knight was pulled from last week's SmackDown um, due to COVID. And the it, the rumor was he was supposed to be involved in the uh, closing segment where Solo and Jay basically beat up John Cena. And it basically, like, it looked like there was a perfect slot for someone to come down. And everyone was is speculating that it's going to be LA Knight because uh, AJ Styles, who was supposed to be the original tag partner, got attacked and is going to be out for at least probably the next few weeks, uh, written off uh, TV. And uh, yeah, it looks like they're probably going to do an angle to bring LA Knight uh, 2 into the storyline. And he's going to tag team with uh, John Cena at the next pay-per-view. I already forgot what it is. I want to say it's Fastly.
1: Yeah, it sounds about right. (laughs) Um, I mean, cool. Uh, That's uh, nice to see, I guess. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. Also, apparently the, the people that went to the show uh, are getting refunds because LA Knight was not available um, because, of course, he got sent home for COVID. So I thought that was actually pretty interesting. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, hopefully he'll be in Sacramento uh, this coming weekend. We will be at that show. So that's going to be awesome. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing LA Knight because, like, we are not getting Roman. So, you know, that that's the next best thing.
1: Yeah, hopefully he does come. Uh, We'll see how his uh, health uh, goes, you know, health always comes first. But at least we'll see uh, John Cena.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they even did like a promo, like him shouting off Sacramento. I I mean, I would love for The Rock to show for, again, no reason. But,
1: you know, one, one can dream. Oh, yeah. We shall see.
0: All right, uh the big the big piece of wrestling news this week. Uh so the merger finally completed uh between UFC and um and WWE to create the TKO um the TKO company or parent company whatever. And with that of course, you know, they made a bunch of money off this deal. And of course, it is time to release some wrestlers and release some staff <laughs> because that's how that's how corporate America works. So uh, among the names is uh, Matt Riddle, Dolph Ziegler, Sheldon Benjamin, Elias, Mustafa Ali, Emma, uh, Riddick Moss, Aliyah Topdala, Rig Boogs, Mace, Mansoor, uh, Dana Brooke, Daba Kato, Shanky, I don't even know who this is, Ika Giro, Ulisa Leon, Quincy Elliott, Bryson Montana, Kevin Ventura, Cortez, Daniel MacArthur, Alexis Gray, Brooklyn Barlow, Oh, I don't I'm gonna put this one. Uh Abul Ab- Abadi F- Fitzgerald. I I'm I am do I'm guessing these guys are NXT guys. So yeah, unfortunately a lot of these guys are losing their jobs, but I'm pretty sure like 90% of them, if not if like straight up 99% will get right back on their feet and join Impact Wrestling or AEW or you know go over to New Japan. Like these guys are very talented uh wrestlers and performers, they're gonna be able to find a job elsewhere, but it really does suck that you know these releases happen basically yearly and it's almost always after wwe announces like quarter quarter record um attendance quarter record revenues and but yada 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 we we got to release some people because we just made a bunch of money
1: yeah now i'm a little surprised about matt riddle being released not gonna lie but the most i'm well I'm also kind of not surprised. At the same time, is also Dolph Ziggler. I mean, I I love Dolph Ziggler, and sad to see him go. Um, after seeing you know the last two <laughs> pay per views with him, uh, in Sacramento. So, yeah. Wait, was he was he a
0: hell
1: Cell? Oh, sorry, not not last two. I, I, what I meant to say is um no mercy, no no mercy, and the bash. Um, back in what 2009.
0: Jesus Christ! Uh, uh, now that is a callback. Uh, but yeah uh,
1: I I want to say that was his first pay per view. <laughs> I'm Not gonna lie, um, but I would have to check to be sure.
0: Um, uh, yeah, Matt Riddle I was not surprised because like he had been having a lot of weird issues. Like he posts on Instagram, essentially almost doxing a um uh, a port a like a- airport security guy, where yeah. apparently he he straight up accused the guy on Instagram that he sexually assaulted him when he was county searching him. And it's just and then like you get the reports like oh Matt Riddle was inebriated, was not being cooperative. Who knows what the real story is there, there's been a lot of like there's been a lot of weird stuff going on with Matt Riddle. You have the really weird stuff about about like him I guess I guess like cheating. I don't I forgot what the details were, but he had been having a lot of weird issues. He hadn't been a prominent guy on TV for a while. And a lot of that is because Randy Orton is injured. And a lot of people were hoping for RK Bro reunion, but unfortunately, we're probably not, not going to get that in the foreseeable future. Um, but he had been having issues, and i wasn't that surprised that the WWE WWE just decided to let him go. He he seems to be more trouble than he's worth lately. I'll just say that.
1: Yeah, uh, it's too bad, sadly. But at the same time, why why don't Sigur is is it because he's not doing anything?
0: So, like, that's that seems to be a theme with a lot of these releases. Like, Dolph Ziggler, incredible performer. And, like, a guy that was probably going to be a WWE lifer. Like, when he came back, I was like, "Uh, it's it just, you're kind of doing the same old shtick. You've mastered it. It's He's a lot like The Miz in that way. He's mastered his character. He's mastered his craft. But he had just been kind of, like, you know, penciled in as that kind of, like, lower mid-card guy for so long that... We've like, we take for granted how good he is. And now that he's like finally been released, like I'm actually, I would be very excited if he were to go to AEW. I would love to see how he fits in with that crew. And he's a guy like, he's an incredible wrestler, an incredible performer. He's just, he's he's gonna fit in wherever he goes. And I wanna see like what he's gonna be able to do wrestling a different style because I just think he's gonna mesh right into wherever he signs.
1: Oh, yeah. And I feel like it's mostly AEW because I think I read somewhere that someone that he knows. His brother.
0: His brother. Oh, Oh, really? Ryan Nemeth.
1: Is he a wrestler in AEW?
0: He definitely is. And he apparently had something going with CM Punk. uh, Mm. Because everyone seems to be with CM Punk nowadays. But um, yeah, so. Maybe like maybe he goes to New Japan who knows. Like AEW's not the only company but I would love to see him in AEW. Like oh. I'm not saying like get him into the world championship picture but like he's a guy that's going to fit right into that like mix like with the young bucks and stuff. Like you know the the flippy stuff like he's an incredible wrestler and like you hear like you see what people say about him online like the wrestlers nothing but nice things. He's so well liked in the locker room that the fucking rock even tweeted about this. Like mm-hmm. that's how like, I guess just immense of a presence he had was backstage and everything you hear about him. He's a great guy. Even fucking Jim Cornette even had good things to say about him. Like goddamn Jim Cornette who hates everything in wrestling nowadays. So um, yeah. And Shel- and, and then like, you have guys like Shelton Benjamin and like Mustafa Ali, really talented guys who just weren't giving fuck all to do. And you know, guys that like in, in Mustafa Ali's uh, case, like he's wanted to be released for a while and they just yeah. held on to him like almost as a grunt, almost like as a fuck you to him. And, yeah you know, like he's a guy that I'm very excited to see what happens. Like he can fit into New Japan, he can fit in an AEW and like Impact Wrestling, whatever he wants to do. A very creative guy who was like on the cusp of greatness multiple times and just kind of circumstances, uh, like with the Kofi Mania stuff. Like his injury led to him pulling out of Elimination Chamber and we have Kofi Mania. So that was a plus. But then the, the Money in the Bank match where apparently he was supposed to actually win Money in the Bank. And lo and behold, Brock Lesnar, who was not in the match, was not announced for the match, just randomly entered the match and won for no fucking reason. One of the most hilarious but frustrating results of all time. So he was a victim of that.
1: Uh, yeah. And that was that was quite a while from <laughs> like quite a while ago. So yeah, that's surprisingly, you know, had to stay with this company until, you know, his release of as of recently. But other than that, I mean, the rest of the guys, hopefully, yeah, like you said, some of them will jump right back up. Um some others I kind of expected like and Benjamin I mean he's he's on the older side I'd say he
0: can he can go to AEW or New Japan and just be like a backstage guy like probably yeah. AEW would probably be more fitting for him for that or honestly he can just go into WWE as a uh, backstage agent you know he's a smart guy he's been around the business a lot he can do some stuff
1: yeah kind of like MVP white kind of guy
0: well you know like you know y- imagine if they were in the same faction
1: huh? yeah. <laughs> yeah that is true
0: Uh, another so uh dana brooke i think she's gonna join impact like she seems to she seems to have something but she has been she's a guy or she's a lady that's been like really victimized like been a huge victim of just wwe not being interested in her for whatever reason she seemed to work really hard and take like her craft very seriously but just for whatever reason, never given the opportunity. So I really hope she gets an opportunity, like with impact, or maybe even AEW. Although, like the AEW women's division is a bit of a hot mess. I don't know if that's the best place to go. But you know, I hope I hope she lands on her feet. She seems to be a very talented and hardworking individual. Uh another interesting person, Mansour. So he, if you don't really know who he is, I don't blame you. So he was like, he so he's like, I think from Saudi Arabia, where he has Saudi Arabian uh uh, ties, and he 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 won. I think two Rumbles, two like Battle Royals in the Saudi Arabia shows, and then he would do nothing else. And apparently, one of the reasons why he was stuck in NXT for a while, but he didn't have matches, was apparently there was a clause in his contract that because because WWE is working with Saudi Arabia, he was not allowed to lose.
1: Hmm. I see. <laughs> That's a, interesting.
0: Just a very weird clause and then like they just never did anything with them. Even though like he the the te- he had a he had a team going with uh Mustafa Ali and him. That were that was actually pretty interesting. Like you have two, you know, of course like I'm not saying this in any sexual way, two very handsome fellas. Just like, you know, who do flippy shit. Like there was a lot of potential there, but they never went anywhere. Then they have the maximum male models that was pretty interesting. That has kind of like, you know, that has, you know, branched off into the storyline now with Chad Gable and Otis. Like they they easily could have, Mansoor and I think it was Mace easily could have, you know, been a part of that. And they just didn't do, they just kind of dropped that part of the angle for whatever reason. So just another case of just like wasted potential. And unfortunately, it's the case with a lot of these releases. You have very talented performers who just couldn't find time on TV and, you know, were ended up being just wasted in catering
1: yeah i'm i'm assuming most of these guys in the list are part of nxt as well correct yeah so i wonder how uh, i don't know nxt is kind of a from what i could see it's, it's a little toss-up with um you know guys from the actual main roster moving over to nxt and doing their own shit there
0: I mean, I actually like that they bring over main roster guys there. It actually brings like viewership and it like, it really does help the young talent in terms of like getting notoriety for them. So like, it's, I mean, I, I like what they're doing with NXT right now. It's not getting a lot of, it's not getting a lot of attention because NXT isn't what it used to be, but Mm -hmm. it's still a very good show for the most part. Mm,
1: I see. So
0: yeah. uh, Sucks that these people got released, but hopefully they all land on their feet and yeah. Yeah um ufc and uh wwe officially part of tko uh tko media now or whatever they're called
1: oh we'll see how this goes about i guess
0: yep vince is back so have fun with that guys the man is walking on a cane and still thinks he can you know run the company so there you go
1: Mm -hmm. oh yeah
0: and uh, last thing on our docket is uh, you want to talk about the new Netflix show for OE- OVW?
1: Yeah, I mean, when was the last time we even mentioned or watched an OVW Never,
0: is my question. I've yeah. never watched a single minute of this.
1: So when, when I saw the show, I actually totally forgot about OVW, not going to lie. Like, I thought it was... Um, gonna be either you know WWE or AEW related or even TNA for some sorts nope it's Al Snow and OVW <laughs> I couldn't believe it's still around not gonna lie because yeah. I thought um WWE kind of left it off the radar for quite some time as of right now
0: is it a documentary or is it like an actual show
1: it's it's like a not a documentary it's more like a. I don't even know how to explain it. So there's these, like, two guys that acquired OVW. Like, um, they have the funding, and Al Snow, you know, apparently is not very good with money. So these two guys just bought OVW uh, and try to help, you know, boost, you know, money coming in. And OVW from the show in Netflix just doesn't look like the kind of um i guess product to make big money (laughs) compared to you know of course the other um big companies but i mean they're trying their best to make their money uh you know the al snow way which you know he's kind of stuck in the old ways where you know tv is where the money is at but you know ovw is not shown nationally it's only shown locally in Kentucky. So it's very tough for him to get a grasp of, you know, I guess the social media side and, you know, he could do other things to produce um, money for them. And that's where these two guys kind of come in to, you know, assist with that. But other than that, I mean, it's kind of like a reality TV show in some sense, where you see all these Uh, quote unquote up and coming wrestlers under ovw and you know they're behind the scenes and what's uh what they do wait within the scenes of ovw so i would say it's a pretty good watch if you are a wrestling fan because it is quite interesting to see how how, uh you know a brand like ovw has uh you know kind of survived this long especially after the 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 departure uh, from wwe
0: well the the thing is like they i don't like yeah for a while they were associated directly with wwe but like i feel that i feel like it's just that wwe haven't used them in a while because Mm -hmm. like it, it is it is like you know as you said an old school style kind of wrestling environment where you know you draw you have like local tv and then like you 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 basically just train these wrestler for them to be shipped off to uh wwe like you just don't you don't get a lot of long-term builds and stuff like that it it, it basically was kind of nxt before nxt was nxt in a way and mm-hmm. it, it's a it, i mean that's actually an interesting concept like to, you know going behind the scenes of like you know like how how like wrestlers are trained i do wonder if like al snow still uses like old school like t- old school techniques like old school teaching old school fundamentals and stuff like that how things were like in the 80s and 90s and even the early 2000s because like wrestling has changed a lot and there's a lot of there's so many ways like i feel wrestlers come out like come up nowadays that you know it'd be interesting to see if like he's still using those old school fundamentals to teach you know what quote-unquote real wrestling is so i'm interested
1: yeah it seems that way and they do have an uh, youtube channel that you can search up if you know you feel free to watch their product but uh i mean throughout the show they also mentioned you know wow i don't know I, oh I, yeah I, woman I, of wrestling yeah. yeah i i forgot that exists to be honest
0: yeah um, it, it's a yeah it's around and you know like Again, so you got to start somewhere and that's a great, that's a pretty like good place to start if you want to be a wrestler, but mm-hmm. boy, is it a, it, it is a grueling task where, you know, you're, you go, you go to shows, you put your body on the line for a first a slice of pizza. You don't even get paid for the show. You just get pizza like at the show. It's a depressing like start for a lot of people.
1: Pretty much so. I mean, so far, I mean, Wayward Gray from AEW came from OVW, which oh, okay. you know, you know, came from uh, that Netflix show as well. Um, I totally—I don't really recall too much of this guy, uh, Mahabali Shira. That's sorry. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Uh, was in WWE for a short time or TNA, then WWE, but uh, got released, and you know. Went to OVW uh, where you know Al Snow saw some potential in him, so we'll see where that goes. I mean, not gonna lie, he's probably the one guy out of the rest of the group that I could see potential in him moving up. And he does have you know a resume with TNA and uh, WWE, so I guess we'll see. Interesting. I'll, I'll I'll take a look if
0: I ever decide to get a
1: Netflix. <laughs> yeah i'm hoping they make a second season because i i mean brings them more uh publicity and house no needs money pass.
0: everybody he needs money to it, run his uh little wrestling company
1: yeah i mean literally all he does is stay in the state of kentucky for any wrestling shows and you know the tv contract is still within kentucky so it's tough for him to sell pay-per-views which i mean they they also kind of went in depth on how they go about with the pay-per-view side of things and yeah it's not not really pretty in terms of uh organization and production
0: i mean like you got you make do what you got and it just seems like knows i either can't or just refuses to adapt to the new style which is streaming although like there's a lot less money there if i remember right Uh, yeah i mean i i will be i'll be very interested to learn just kind of the pay-per-view side of everything like it's all it's always been interesting to me how like the paper how pay-per-view and like how the revenue sharing works so yeah yeah check it out if you have netflix oh yeah uh yeah i guess to, to end to end the wrestling segment in this podcast uh so i did discover uh stevie richards i don't know if you remember him um he he actually has a youtube channel where he breaks down um like uh, he basically basically breaks down the fundamentals of like wrestling where you know like what happens like in a Pile driver or something like that and like it's actually really interesting like i discovered maven uh very recently and like stevie richards is the next discovery he really really detailed analysis of just how everything in the ring works uh, but one of the controversies he's gotten into lately is that uh, so i don't know if you if you heard but on uh, a aw dynamite a grand slam this past week hmm. um john moxley basically got a concussion in the match and there was one specific spot where the, the thing was ray phoenix j- j- like does a pile driver and pr- and very clearly drops mox on his head and <sighs> mox is mox is out like it, it looks really bad and like you know granted he, they managed to finish the match by just saying just just pin me I-, I can't do this anymore But like Stevie Richards actually um, breaks it down and in a pretty whack move from AEW, they blocked the video. So, you know, look, I don't like that they, they did that. Like Stevie Richard brings up a good point. Like, you know, he's just breaking down how like the power driver happened and stuff and like how how it's how it should be done next time i don't think he should have gotten blocked for that I'll, I'll just say that and you know i hope AEW comes to their senses and unblocks that video but we'll see
1: yeah i guess we'll see i mean john moxley otherwise is fine right
0: i i'm assuming he'll be out for the next few weeks like you do not want to fuck with concussions nowadays no like that man puts his body through hell and like for the love of god mox take a fucking vacation like yeah, you've stepped in way too many times. I know you love this shit, but for the sake of, but for the sake of Renee and for the sake of your own health, please fucking take a break. Jesus Christ, man.
1: Yeah, right. Literally, right. right what? When was the last time he was in a WWE ring? I mean, ever since that time, it seems like he aged like 20, 30 years. To it's be just, honest,
0: it's just the look he has. He has a receding hairline. You know, he grew a beard. He shaved his. He shaved his head. He, he's he's actually not that old. So.
1: Yeah, it's just like he just looks like he's aging quickly because of the things he does on the ring.
0: I think it's just more more of the look more than it is actually anything that he actually mm. does. So. All right. Well, that, co- that covers basically everything we have on our docket. Anything else you want to quickly talk about? Or should we just call this an episode?
1: Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Hopefully there's going to be more NBA news sometime. I mean... NFL still going to be sticking around? Are you going to be watching any NFL games anytime soon?
0: I'll try to watch if I have time. I, I didn't I was really busy this weekend or mm. yeah this weekend. So just, just as enough time, I only managed to catch a little bit of uh just the Cowboys and Cardinals. So yeah. yeah, I'll try and watch if I can, but otherwise I will just try and watch the highlights and try to come up with shit to say
1: yeah and other than that i mean we'll be going to SmackDown. We'll excited for that we'll see how that goes about too
0: uh i i, I hope roman shows up but he's not going to show up that's
1: <laughs> to be very sad yeah it is what it is
0: yeah uh okay well thank you guys for listening to this one uh we'll be back uh may, maybe maybe this week we'll see but uh Yeah, just stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you guys on the next one.
1: Yeah, we'll see you guys later.